Pavo is a professional development platform designed to meet learners where they are by providing engaging learning experiences, peer learning opportunities, and coaching. We don't just teach you new concepts, we help you apply those concepts in your day-to-day -day work life. Welcome to Kavu's 16th Minute Podcast. I'm Rebecca Dobrinsky, the product owner for Kavu's content team and the host of the 16th Minute. At Kavu, we use the term 16th Minute for topics that come up during our 15-minute daily scrum but need more of a discussion. It's a great way to let your team know that you need a bit more clarification on something you're working on or simply need some time to talk through an idea. Let's get this episode 16th minute started. Today's guest is Kavu's own Matteo Antello. Matteo is the content team scrum master, Kavu's scrum of scrums master, and the product owner of our company agility team. He's here to join me in a conversation about one of the scrum events, the retrospective. Matteo Antello is a driven team leader with a lifelong passion for agility. Through his diverse experience, he has learned to lead teams through a variety of challenges. These span from conquering a fear of heights on a rock wall to launching new scrum teams, each with their own unique set of challenges and success stories. Hey, Mateo. Oh, hi, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. We're glad you're here, and I'm so excited. This is the first time you're ever doing a podcast. So welcome. This is number seven for me, believe it or not. Yeah, that's, yeah, seven. Yeah, lucky number, I guess. Cool. See, there you are. You are the lucky number. And speaking of lucky, you know, one of the, I guess, lucky things that we have being a scrum team and a scrum organization is that we're always looking at continuous improvement. And one of those traditional scrum events that our scrum teams go through here at Kavu um, is the team retrospective. And it's the Scrum Master's job to facilitate that retrospective. So since you are our team's Scrum Master, why are retrospectives so important? Well, the retrospective is honestly a great time for the team to reflect on what has happened within the past sprint. And it's not necessarily of what has just happened. It's more of going into the root causes of why something may have happened. This could take uh, kind of include looking back on what work was completed, investigating any sort of interruptions that may have came into the sprint, or just how the team felt on an emotional level throughout the sprint as well. Um, because uh, believe it or not, emotions and happiness are an integral part of Scrum, and you don't really collect that information a lot unless it is within the retrospective. So all the data that you collect throughout this retrospective is then used to inform the team of some things that they may need to address. So that if any problems are preventing them from getting their work done in the future, those can get solved or they can come up with new ideas on how to make the team better overall. Great. I know we go through a lot of these. Our teams on Sprint 102 or 103 at the time of this recording. Yeah. So realistically, what should the team really get out of a Sprint? So within the Scrum Guide, the retrospective only has one deliverable, and that is the Kaizen. And the Kaizen is the team's commitment in order to get done. Kind of like what you said a couple minutes ago, the one of the foundational aspects of Scrum is that self-improvement. How can we get better uh, to increase our velocity, actually deliver um, value to our customers, and solve their problems so that the world is a better place? And the thing about the Kaizen is that it can 
be something as simple as, hey, uh, we're a group of developers. And we tend to be fairly sarcastic and it's not um, the best for our communication. It's muddying up our communication pathways. So let's start using a little bit less sarcasm in our uh, meetings. Or it could be something as, hey, we just had a team member leave. Like, what can we do in order to make our organization or our team more T-shaped so that we're able to help um, compensate for whatever capabilities we lost with that team member leaving? And within the Kaizen, it can be a efforted amount, meaning that the team has to set aside some time to go ahead and do that, uh, kind of like the training. Or it could be a way of life or a quality of life update or standard that just needs to get better um, and doesn't necessarily get effort put towards it. All good. We're doing some of that right now, especially with doing some extra training for our team to make sure that we are better at our jobs and that we can also spread the wealth of knowledge that we have. So not just one person is responsible for a particular item. Um, I think one of the things that you've learned by now and that I will be learning soon is the podcast engineering and how to put the sound together. So that's a really good thing for us to all understand because we don't want to leave that to just one team member and that we also want to be sure that work doesn't stop if there's an emergency or if something happens. And I think that's what what ends up being really important about being T-shaped on top of just being a better team and being able to help each other and swarm a little bit better. So yeah. that's just one of those super important things. Yeah. And kind of one more thing about that is you have to remember that not a single person is responsible for getting a task or PBI done. Like life happens. And if someone's not able to do that, the team's still committed to getting that work done. So your team wins and fails as a team. It's not an individual person's fault for not getting something done. It's the team's responsibility to make sure that work is able to get done at all times. So one of the things that we do all the time is we use different retrospective activities. So why do you think teams should use more of an activity-based retrospective instead of just running through like your average plus Delta discussion, you know, what was good, what could be better kind of thing? So the thing about plus Deltas is that they're very surface level. It is a, hey, what happened, what was good, and what was bad. The thing about most retro activities is that it expands on it to more go into what the root causes of why X, Y, or Z happened. And honestly, it, it gives the team more time to think about what actually happened throughout the sprint. And okay, yes, that happened. How did I feel during that time? What did that action make me feel during that specific thing? And I don't know, like retrospectives, they're just more overall incorporated in their just better for the team to get along with, in my opinion. Like, plus deltas are really rudimentary and they're just very surface level and it doesn't actually get to why the team feels the way that they do. The activity lets you just kind of dig in a little bit more and actually lets you ask the questions because sometimes you don't, maybe a five minute brainstorm period is not enough time to actually go ahead and get all your thoughts out. Like you have some people that are able to think in that plus delta, hey, we need something in 30 seconds, get it out there. But then you have other people that take like a couple minutes to be like, okay, cool. Now I'm in this mindset. I'm thinking about what I actually, what actually happened. How can I expand upon this and provide value? And how can I figure out ways that this can actually get better? How might um, like 
if you have someone that isn't able to deliver on something that they're trying to do, what can we do in order to make this process better so that they are able to deliver so that our team is able to progress? And if we don't, what are the repercussions if that doesn't happen? Our team has some favorite retrospective activities. So let's talk about a few of those. One of our recent ones is the dog meme retrospective. You want to tell me a little bit about that one? Yeah. So the dog meme retro, I mean, it's pretty fun and it kind of just encapsulates uh, the general like dog memes that you'll see on social media, like Pinterest, Instagram, or something like that. Um, And the thing about it is we have an icebreaker at the beginning of that and having an icebreaker at the beginning of your activity is actually really cool because it gets your team kind of in that creative thinking and it starts to set the stage for what your actual activity or what the retroactivity is going to be. From there, we kind of uh, progress into like, okay, we have a pun dog. Like, what could we enjoy more in our work? We have like the this is fine dog. And then um, it's just like, okay, what's kind of making us nervous at the time? Um, and it kind of like keeps on going with a bunch of different other questions that way. Um, I would like to say, though, that the uh, the virtual Agile coach has a lot of really good ones. And this is where we got the dog meme retro from. Um, he has a bunch of really cool stuff that you're able to download um, and then upload it to Miro or Mural or other places like that. Um, there's a lot of really cool ones, like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, some stuff like that as well. Yeah, I think we got our Top Gun meme uh, retro from, from them as well. Yeah. Uh, that one was pretty cool. And he also posts a lot on LinkedIn, which is a really great resource for stuff like that as well. Yeah. We also do the sailboat retro a lot. You want to talk a little bit yeah. about that one? Yeah. So the sailboat retro, I really like because it's more like goal oriented for what we're trying to do. Um, when I'm going through this retro, I usually like to start off with the centering of what is the team really trying to achieve right now? And what are we able or what are we trying to do? Um, from there, there's like the rocks, like what are the what's risk? What are the potential risks from reaching our goal? And you have an anchor, like what could be dragging us down? Um, what's helping the team along is like represented by the wind. And realistically, it's just a really cool way for um, the team to visualize that they're this is a scrum journey. We are going on this journey. How can we reach our vision or goal the best way possible? Um, and visualizing it in a fun way is always just a better way to do it instead of just having like a sticky notes, just an error. Getting a picture is cool. Speaking of interesting topics and uh, themes of retrospectives, we do have a number of pop culture ones like the Game of Thrones retrospective. That's one that y'all introduced me to when I started on this team. Yeah, so um, the Game of Thrones retro, I think, is a brainchild of Mr. Chris Sims, if I do believe. And it's in a very similar nature of the other retros that I've mentioned before. The one thing that I really like to say about um, retrospective ideas and activities is that there's just so many different ways that you're able to take it. it. Like, we've been able to do dog meme retros. We can have Top Gun ones. We can just have a random sailboat going on an ocean. We have Game of Thrones, and just all this stuff means that there's just limitless ways for you to try and engage your team in order to actually try to get a, a kaizen that will improve your team's philosophy overall. So one of the things that we occasionally fall into, I think, um, and I think a lot of teams do, is kind of a rut into retro exercises. So should a team do the same exercise every sprint? 
Should they change it up? What did you, what's your opinion on that? So if you're doing the same thing over and over again, that gets boring, in my opinion. Uh, no one really wants to be doing the same activity every week. Um, so having a little, adding a little spice to the uh, retros is not a bad idea, in my opinion. Um, obviously, this is something they just need to ask your team. It's just like, hey, uh, how are these retros going? Are they actually useful to y'all? What can I do to make these better? And if your team says, hey, uh, really appreciate the sailboat, but this is the fifth week in a row that we've done the sailboat, like, let's try something new. So then it's up to the Scrum Master to go ahead and use resources like the Virtual Agile Coach or the Miraverse or other places like that uh, to go ahead and find new ones to help and engage the team so that they can get that good Kaizen. So we also have, I think, one of our team's favorite retros. It might not be your favorite retro is the um, Stay Chatty retro that our own graphic designer created with screenshots of you during our meetings. Who on the team can create a retro exercise? Is it so, really limited to the Scrum Master? I mean, ours was, of course, a, our parting gift from a, a an old graphic designer, but who can really design and pick and find these? Uh, really anyone. Um, like, yeah, our old graphic designer, she did an absolutely amazing job of capturing some amazing faces of mine during some of our meetings. But yeah, anyone's really able to, Make them it's up to the scrum master really just incorporate them so if you have a team member who's going out and finding some cool ones and they can just send them over to your scrum master um there's a new scrum master that we're um trying to train up in the uh our company agility practice and he just found a new harry potter one he's trying to incorporate that he actually was able to find a dungeons and dragons retro and was able to incorporate it into his 90-day review which is something we do here or 90-day retro so really you can just find them anywhere and it's up to the Scrum Master to decide, hey, if I want to incorporate this and how am I going to? All right. Lastly, do you have a favorite? Honestly, I would have to say that my favorite retro would have to be, well, it's either in between the sailboat or the starfish. So I haven't really explained the starfish, but the starfish is set up in like five different sections. It's what should the team start doing, keep doing, stop doing, have less of or more of. and this is one of the retros that I've found actually creates the most ideas throughout it because it's pretty open into the team is really able to start having a retrospective look, look on themselves and really like just figure out what are we doing? How can we get better? If you have a team that's really isolated, um, it's a pretty good one. Uh, this isn't one that we set too often. Whenever we do, I feel like that we get a pretty good Kaizen to come out of it. Yeah, we've gotten some pretty good Kaizens lately on a lot of our retros. So, and that's such an important thing for Scrum teams to do. Well, Mateo, that is actually it for our episode today. So thank you so much for joining us on Tavu's 16th Minutes. Any parting words thank you so much on Teams Kaizens? Not, not particularly, uh, other than the Kaizen is just a really important way for the team to go ahead and... Uh, just focus on themselves. How can you get better? Remember, it is a fundamental part of Scrum is self-improvement, get better, making the world a better place. Um, but yeah, other than that, just stay chatty. All right. We will see you next time, Mateo. Thanks for listening, y'all. The 16th Minute is brought to you by our sponsor, Sagayo. Start your technology journey and transform your business with Sagayo's innovative business technology services. 
Visit sagayo.io today. This episode of the Kavu 16th Minute is brought to you by Kavu Benefit Corporation. The 16th Minute is hosted by Rebecca Dobrinsky and is produced by Melissa Blanchard. Audio production is done by Melissa Blanchard and Matteo Antello. The logo was created by Melissa Crochet. And our resident scrum master, Matteo Antello, keeps us all in line so we can bring you these episodes.